0: Good evening, our dear listeners. Welcome to Forbes FM uh, on this particular uh, program, Uluwuto Radio Show. And today you are with me, uh, Brother Philemon Daka, and we are going to look at uh, the subject entitled Salvation is for All. Salvation is for All. Dear listeners, we are exploring the subject of salvation once more. And um, as you may be aware, the verdict that God has passed over this world is that uh, the world is fallen. And um, for for us to get going, we are going to look at the book of Romans. Uh, the Book of Romans, chapter three. Um, the Book of Romans, chapter three, tells us the state. The state of the world as we live in today, you know, um, it's a fallen world. There are so many things that are not as God, uh, you know, designed them in the beginning. Uh, There are so many things that are contrary to the picture that God had painted before the advent of sin. So we look at uh, Romans chapter three, verse nine, the Bible says, "What then are we better than they, not at all? For we have already charged that both Jews and Greeks are all under sin. Okay So the verdict that God has passed over the world that we live in today is that uh, both Jews and Gentiles are under, you know. Um, the mastery of sin. And uh, as such, uh, both Jews and Gentiles need a savior. And God has provided a savior for the salvation of the entire world. As you may be listening today, to me today, you may have somebody that you know, that you think are good, they have got a good life, they, have got, uh, they are well-mannered, and um, basically they live a kind life, a good life. And uh, you may think that probably they they don't need salvation, they don't need a savior. But you know, this, every human being is born in sin. Okay? No matter how good they are, no matter how good-looking they are, no matter how articulate they are, no matter how kind they may be, the Bible declares that both Jews and Greeks are all under sin, and as such, they need a savior. Verse 10 says, as it is written, there is none righteous, not even one. So every human being by default, they are born in sin. They are born under the curse of the law. You know, they are born under you know, the, 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 the dominion of sin and the dominion of the devil. Okay? And there's need for us to be saved from this dominion of the enemy. So, the verdict has been passed. God has declared there is none righteous, not even one. Even the best of us before the law of the Lord are found wanting. Okay? The best of us before the law of God are not good enough. We all need God uh, to be saved. We all need the salvation of God. Okay? Um. In verse 19 of the same chapter, the Bible says, Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be closed, and all the world may become accountable to God. Okay, so the entire world is going to be accountable before the Lord. You and me are going to stand before uh, the judgment city of God to give account of how we have lived our lives, to give account of what we have done to, the, um, uh, um, to, 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 to Christ whom God has sent to us to deliver us uh, from sin. So everybody needs a saviour. They may be living a good life, we may be perceiving them to be good people, but even those that we are perceiving as good, uh, and, and maybe you may be perceiving yourself as a good person and you don't need a saviour, But one thing is that we are all born in sin, and we all need Jesus to cleanse us, okay, to wash us from our sins, and to make us be children of the Most High God. So there's no escape, ladies and gentlemen, there's no escape, dear listeners, we all need a Savior. Without Jesus, we are without hope in this world. And uh, to that effect, we are going to read... uh, Um, Ephesians, the book of uh, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2, what does Ephesians uh, chapter uh, 2 tell us? Um, So we're going to read from verses, uh, maybe we can start from verse verse 1. The Bible says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins, okay? And this was Paul writing to the uh, believers in, in, in Ephesians. He was reminding them uh, that um, before they came to meet Jesus Christ, before they had an encounter with Jesus Christ, their state of affairs was death. They were dead in, our trespasses. in their trespasses, they were dead in sins, and they needed somebody to raise, him, raise them from the deadness of their sins. You and me today, if we don't have Christ, apart from Jesus Christ, we are no different from the condition uh, in which the, 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 the church at Ephesus were before they met the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in verse 2, in which you, you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience, among them we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we are by nature children of wrath, even as the rest." Okay, so everybody who is not born again, everybody who doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ, there is only one description which suits them, and that is they are children of wrath. They are headed for destruction. And the only way to turn uh, the course of our lives is by us, you know, giving our lives to Jesus Christ. Is by us submitting our will, submitting our words to the Lord. Once we do that, then and only then can we have can we have hope for of redemption. Only then can we have hope of uh, deliverance. Because there is no any other name, ladies and gentlemen, through which we can be saved. It is only the name of Jesus. Which has the power to save us it is only the name of Jesus which has the ability to deliver us you know from the case of sin so you and me were headed for destruction you know before we met the Lord Uh, for for some of you who met the Lord uh, but for you who has not yet made uh, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior uh, the Bible says that your the, the, the journey that you are on the path that you have taken is a path of destruction you know the bible is very clear it says you know before we met jesus we're indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind and we are by nature children of wrath even as the rest but god being rich in mercy okay so here the bible is um uh, bringing out the character of god you know the bible is bringing out the nature of god the bible is saying that god is rich in mercy And that is the reason why, you know, he has sent Jesus Christ to die for us, okay? It says, "But, but God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, okay? And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places, in christ jesus so see the gracious work of jesus christ uh that is, that is being displayed here look at the work of grace that god is bringing uh, putting across uh, before us it is a work of mercy it is a work of grace and the bible says when we are dead in our transgressions what did god do he made us alive together with jesus christ you know the bible says when jesus died on the cross we died with him when he was buried, we were buried with him. And when he was raised from the dead, we were raised together with him. So everybody who believes in Jesus, they are raised from their from the deadness from the from the from the deadness of the, of their transgressions. You know, sin has no hold over their lives. They are raised from the from, from the dead. You know, they are raised from the power of sin. They are delivered from the hold of the enemy. So I want to encourage you, dear listeners out there, that there is hope for you if you put your faith and confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says he raised us together with Jesus Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you have to understand the substitutionary work of Jesus Christ. When Jesus died, we all died in him. Everybody who believes, everybody who has faith in Christ Jesus they have, you know, they, they, are, they, are, they, are, they, are, they are capable of enjoying the benefits of the work that Jesus Christ worked when he died on the cross and, 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 and rose again from the dead. So we are all in Christ Jesus as he suffered. He suffered on our behalf as he was raised, he was raised from the dead on our behalf so that you and me can have eternal life, can have everlasting life. Further, the Bible says that, so that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Okay, so you and me, dear listeners, we are saved by faith. We have to believe that indeed Jesus Christ came to die for us on the cross. We have to believe that Jesus died, you know, a, a, a sacrificial death. He died the, sea, the death that we were supposed to, to die in our place because he loved us, because he was gracious to us, because he cared so much about the destiny of our souls. By faith, you have been saved. The only way to be saved is by believing in Jesus Christ. We cannot save ourselves. Our good works cannot save us. The works of our pastor, our, our uncles, our aunties cannot save us. The only thing that can save us from uh, the, the sin in the world is faith in Jesus Christ. The moment we believe in Jesus Christ, then and only then can we experience the salvation of God. The Bible says, Salvation is not of yourself, it is the gift of God. And what do you do to the gift? When you are given a gift, you have to receive it, okay? Your job is to receive it. You have to receive the gift that God has given unto you. Today, you can receive it by faith. You can receive it by faith. The gift of eternal life, the gift of salvation, you can receive it by faith. The Bible says it is not as a result of works so that no one may may boast. Okay? It is not how good you are. It is not how good you work at it. It is the gift of God and you have to receive it by faith. You have to believe. The moment you believe, you will be saved, you and you know, your entire household. So just know that God has loved us with this great love. He has loved us with this amazing love and he does not desire that any of us should perish. God's desire is that You may be saved. God's desire is that you may live eternity with him. That is what he wants. That is what he desires. And this is not your doing. It is God's doing. All you need to do is to accept it. Verse 2, verse 10 of chapter 2 of Ephesians, uh, the Bible continues to say, For we are his workmanship, you know, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we walk in them, okay? So we are God's workmanship. God is working on our lives. God is beckoning on us. He desires us to be reconciled to himself. He he desires us to be in fellowship with him, okay? To enjoy fellowship with him, so that at the end of the day, God will be able to cordially call you his son, his daughter, and you'll be able, without any condemnation, to call God your father you will be gladly calling God your Father because God has called you, because God has worked out in you the work of salvation. In verse 11, the Bible says, Therefore, remember that formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh, who are called and circumcision by the so-called circumcision, which is performed in the flesh by human hands, remember that you were at that time separate from Christ. Okay, So every person that is not born again, every person that does not know God, every person that is outside Christ, the Bible says they are separated, they are cut off, you know? they are excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and they are strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. So everybody who is outside Jesus, they are without hope and they are without God in this world. There is only one source of hope, ladies and gentlemen, and that is Christ Jesus. Christ is the source of hope. Christ is the source of confidence. Oh, no, you can only be confident about your future if your life is connected to Jesus Christ. If you know Jesus, if you are in the Lord, then and only then can you be confident about the future. Okay, The Bible says Jesus is coming again, but he's not coming as a savior. He's coming as a judge. He's coming to separate the sheep from the gods. He's coming to separate those that believed in him from those that did not believe in him. So Jesus is expecting you, as, as you are listening to this word today, to, to, to react to it with faith. He wants you to respond in faith. He wants you to believe that indeed Jesus is the Savior of this world. For the Bible says, there is no any other name. There is salvation in no any other name given unto us under the sun. It is only the name of Jesus that is capable to impart life. It is only the name of Jesus that is capable to give life. So without Jesus, there is no life. As we have heard people say, no Jesus, no life. Without Jesus, there is no life. You can only have life when you believe in the complete work of Jesus Christ on the cross. So God here is giving us, you know, the blueprint of life. He's giving us, you know, You know, the description of a life outside Jesus, the Bible says it is a life without hope. It is a life without God. It is a life without any expectation. Okay? So there's only one place where we can find hope, and that is in Jesus Christ. Outside Christ, there is no hope. Okay? The Bible says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were fell off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. So the blood is able to wash us from any guilty. The blood is able to wash us from any sin. The blood is able to give us confidence to approach the throne of God with confidence. You know, because only the blood of Jesus is able to reconcile us back to himself. The blood of Jesus washes the vilest sinner clean. The blood of Jesus sanctifies. The blood of Jesus washes every sinner clean, it, it sanctifies, it cleanses. The blood of Jesus has the capability to satisfy any penalty of sin that you might have committed. So dear listen, I want to encourage you regardless of what you have done in the past, there is no sin that the blood of Jesus cannot wash. There is no sin which that the blood of Jesus cannot settle. Okay, And for he himself is our peace who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. By abolishing in his flesh the enmity which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances. So that in himself he might make the two into one new man. Thus establishing peace. Dear listen, I want to encourage you. That God is not holding anything against you. God desires that you come to him. And the Bible says he has removed Anything that was standing between you and you and God. Any sin that was standing between you and God, God has punished that sin in the body of Christ Jesus. He has established you know this you know mediation between God and you. He has established this, you know, link, this bridge between you and God. Jesus Christ is the mediator. The Bible says there's only one mediator between God and and man, and that is the man, Jesus Christ. So in Christ Jesus, God has abolished the enmity that stood between God and, and man. You know? You know, you know, through Jesus Christ, God has created peace between God and himself. There's no more enmity. God desires that you are reconciled to him. In verse 16 of Ephesians uh, uh, chapter 2, the Bible says, and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross, by it having put to death the enmity. So the cross of Jesus was a unifier. The cross of Jesus was there to bring to naught all the works of the enemy. The cross of Jesus is there to put to death the enmity that stood between God and mankind. So as it stands, God is not expecting enmity between, you know, man and and himself. Why? Because he has made provision to abolish that enmity. He has made provision to destroy any sin that was, you know, acting like a hindrance between man and himself. God desires peace. God desires fellowship between man and himself. He doesn't want enmity. He doesn't want us to be estranged. He doesn't want us to be, you know, banished from his presence. God wants us to spend eternity with him forever. And this is an opportunity that God is giving unto you to be reconciled to him because he made him who you know no sin to be seen so that, you know, the, 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 so that you and me can be called the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's what God desires. He wants you and me to be called his righteousness because he has made Christ who knew no sin to be seen so that when we believe in him, you and me can be reconciled to himself. God desires you to be reconciled. God desires you to be reconciled. And today is the day of salvation. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for another day because today is the day of salvation. And this salvation Is for everybody. It is not for special ones. It is not for for the rich. It is not only for the poor. The gospel is for everybody. It's not only for the bad. The gospel is also for the good. And what is this good news? The good news is that God sent Jesus to come and die on the cross. He died a gruesome death. He died, you know, a very bad death. But in the death of Jesus Christ, there is our redemption. There is our reconciliation, there is our peace, there is our deliverance, there is our healing. In the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, there is renewed hope that indeed we are going to spend eternity with God. We will not spend eternity outside God in darkness with the enemy, with the devil. No, God desires that we spend eternity with him in, in paradise. And that is what we need to be looking forward to. And and when we read First Timothy, First Timothy chapter two, verse verses four, okay, First uh, Timothy chapter two, verse four. What does the Bible tell us? Uh, the Bible says, "Who desires?" Okay, I'll we'll start reading from verse one. The Bible says, first of all, then I urge that entreaties and prayers and petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men." for kings and all who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be, to be saved. Have you seen, God desires all men to be saved. Don't be cheated that salvation is only for a handful. Salvation is only for those that God has predestined to be saved. The Bible here is telling us in explicit terms. The Bible here is telling us in clear terms that God desires all men to be saved. And all men means all men. All men includes you and me. All men includes your uncle, your cousin, your sister, your brother, your nephew. All men includes everybody. Okay, The Bible says God desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And what is the truth? Jesus is the truth. And he he declares it, that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay? So God desires that all men should be saved, that all men should come to the saving knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and one mediator also, between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, the testimony given at the proper time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we see here that God has made it clear as far as he is concerned he desires you and me to be saved. As far as God is concerned he doesn't excluded anybody from the plan of salvation. He hasn't excluded anybody from the from the way of salvation. The desire of God, the heart of God, the mind of God. You know the passion of God is that you and me today can can live with him. In eternity forever. The Bible says it desires all men to be saved. Black and white. You know. Short and tall. Fat and thin. God desires everybody to be be saved. He desires you to be saved. And the Bible says he has made that provision through Jesus Christ. For there is one God and one mediator also between God and man. The mediator is Jesus Christ. Don't be deceived that there are so many ways to heaven. Don't be deceived that there's so many uh, with the notion that there are so many ways to, 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 to God. The Bible here is making it plain. There is one God and there is one mediator also between God and man. And that mediator is Christ Jesus. There is no any other way. Okay? There's no any other way. It's not about religion. It's about Christ. Christ is the way. Christ is the mediator between man and God. Okay? The Bible says Christ is the one who gave himself as a ransom for all. Okay? The testimony given at the proper time. So Jesus gave himself as a ransom for all, for everybody. You are included in the plan of salvation. You are included in the plan of salvation. You are embedded in the plan of of salvation. For this, I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying as a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Therefore, I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without wrath and dissension. So, Paul here is encouraging us, you know, that, you know, the gospel of the Lord Jesus is the only gospel that is able to, to save us. It's the only truth that is able to deliver us from the oppression of the enemy. Today, I am encouraging you, uh, dear listeners, I'm encouraging you, my, my brothers and sisters, to make a decision to follow Jesus, to make a decision to obey God, and accept the Lord Jesus as your, your Lord and Savior. That way, that way, you are going to be guaranteed of salvation, God desires you to be saved. Second Peter, Second Peter chapter three, Second Peter chapter three, verse eight to nine. The Bible says, Nevertheless, do not let this one fa- fact escape you, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Okay, verse nine says, The Lord does not delay. And is not tardy or slow about what he promises, according to some people's conception of slowness. But he is long-suffering, extraordinarily patient towards you, not desiring that any should perish, but that all should turn to repentance. So God desires that you and me today can turn to repentance. The Bible says there is rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents from their sins and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. There's great rejoicing in heaven, you know Jesus is that great good shepherd who leaves a 100 the, the 99 sheep and you know follows the hundred sheep that has gone astray. So God is looking out for you. God is beckoning on you and he desires you to come to him. And I'm encouraging you to come to to him today. Today be reconciled to him. Be reunited with God. Be reconciled with God because God desires you. God wants you to be in fellowship with him. He wants you to be called his child. He wants you to be called his daughter. He wants you to be called his son and he is waiting on you. His arms are wide open. The arms of the Lord are wide open and He's saying come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I am going to give you rest. I'm going to give you freedom. I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to give you joy. And you'll never be the same again. So today, beloved, wherever you are, make this decision to follow Jesus. Make this decision to follow Jesus and your life will not be the same again. Remember, Jesus has go- had one mission when he came here on earth. His mission was to save, seek and save the lost. The mission of the Lord Jesus Christ was to seek and save the lost. If you are lost, if you feel you are a sinner and unworthy before God, you are the right candidate for the salvation of God. He is looking for such a person as you are right now to save, to deliver, to set free. And God is more than ready. He is more than ready to save you. He is more than ready to deliver you. And as you come to the Lord just as you are, surrender your life to Jesus. Surrender yourself to the Lord and God will do that which only him can do. And he will not let you down. Everybody who comes to the Lord, he never lets them down. So if you are convicted by this word and you desire uh, uh, to, to give your life to Jesus, I want you to pray this prayer. Let it be your prayer. Let it be a prayer from the depth of your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you came to do here on earth. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. Today, I make a decision to follow you. Today, I make a decision to follow you. I I forsake all my wicked ways and I choose to believe. I choose to follow you. I choose uh, to surrender my life to you. Save me from all my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. And do not erase my name from the Lamb's book of life. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. And Lord Jesus, do not cast me away. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen and amen. So if you have prayed that prayer from the depth of your heart, trust me, the Bible says, whoever comes to the Lord, they will by no means be cast away. They will by no means be forsaken. So just take note of this fact. That God has washed your sins away. God has delivered you and he is giving you a new slate. And today, I just want to pray for somebody out there. You're not feeling well in your body or you, there's something that you desire from the Lord. I just want to pray for you that God can just, you know, make a way for you. God can just bring your way his grace, bring away your way his truth. And uh, he will be able to, you know, bring about a turnaround in that situation. Okay, so let's pray together. Father, we thank you for our dear listeners. Thank you, Lord, for their lives. Thank you, Lord, for how uh, you have been sustaining them. Thank you for your patience, that, the patience that you have shown towards their lives. I pray for somebody out there. They are feel, not feeling well in their bodies. Father, we pray for, 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 for the healing in their body. We, we, we pray for deliverance oh God from, 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 from any ailment. We pray, mighty God, that, Father... You give them good health because the Bible says, by your stripes we have been healed. Therefore, we pray, mighty God, for the healing to manifest in the lives of your people. We pray for somebody out there, they are looking for a job. We pray, that Lord, you make that happen in their lives. We give you praise for the so many good things that you are keen to do in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed with thanks in our hearts. Amen and amen. So, thank you, dear listeners, for listening to us uh, today here on Lubuto uh, Radio Show on Force FM. It has been a pleasure ministering to you. If at all you have any questions or you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can call us on the following number, 0977-404916. 0977-404916. We'll be able to you know, to attend to your prayer requests or any questions that you may have uh, regarding to the way of salvation. So this has been uh, your friend and brother, uh, Philemon, on this uh, wonderful program. And um, until next time, uh, God bless you. Uh, Shalom, shalom.